This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, I'm along with Brady Cannon as we talk some NFL each and every week. Brady's uh, top of best bets, uh, three to five best bets here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Let's get right to it. And, Brady, we're going to look at a rematch. Last time the Philadelphia Eagles lost a regular season game. It was on Monday Night Football when the Commanders went to Philly and beat them. Philadelphia, it's uh, it's some people say it's not so impressive. Well, the line of scrimmage is pretty impressive, that, that's for sure. And Tampa Bay at 2-0 seemed to be uh, uh, proven that uh, was more of a pretender than a contender. So they go back to Philadelphia here, NFC East uh, divisional game here, big number. Philadelphia is eight over the Commanders. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Jimmy, I think this is a big bounce back spot for the Washington Commanders. I mean, anytime you're shut out or blown out, you know, 37 to three last week, uh, call it what you want. Uh, that's embarrassing for any team. And typically teams will rebound or respond uh, when they're embarrassed. I think this Washington team is a better team than what we saw last week. Sam Howell turned the ball over four times. He was sacked nine times. I don't think that's going to happen two weeks in a row. And if you look at this Eagles defense, uh, not what we saw out of Philadelphia last year. They currently are 25th on third downs, 26th in defensive passer rating, 26th in red zone defense, and 21st in sacks. And then you look at the rushing attacks that the Eagles have faced so far this season. The New England Patriots, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not good rushing attacks with Tampa and the Minnesota Vikings being awful rushing attacks. And Washington, you know, they have pretty darn good talent in the offensive backfield and at wide receiver. So I think they'll be able to move the ball. Uh, we know this defense is one of the best in the league as far as the front seven. And this Eagles offense has not been what we've seen uh, in recent history, especially last year either. Uh, this is also the first division game for both teams. And Ron Rivera, 14-3-1 against the spread in division games coming off of a straight up and against the spread loss, including 8-0-1 against the spread as a dog of six points or more. I think Washington will be able to keep this one close and will have some chances to win this game outright. All right, get extra value this football season with the Bet Rivers Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. So, yes, the NFC East divisional game with Philadelphia and Washington. No doubt uh, embarrassed, kind of 
kick a field goal to avoid the shutout. So, yeah, that's <laughs> embarrassing. And there's just something about that, uh, even at the highest level of competition in football, man, when a team gets embarrassed, they usually respond. It's an, an angle that I like as well. Let's go to Indianapolis and the Rams uh, stay in the Midwest, go from Cincinnati to Indianapolis as uh, they host, the, as uh, they visit the Indianapolis Colts. Colts 2-1 and one on the season after their uh, unbelievable win. Four field goals uh, over 50 yards for the Colts, including a game winner. This game is a straight-up pick at Bet Rivers right now. Colts hosting the Rams. Yeah, Jimmy, you mentioned the 2-1 and one Colts. They've won two games in a row, and I think they're probably being a little bit inflated right now. If you look at this team's stats, they are 25th in yards per play, 23rd in third down conversion percentage, 25th in defensive passer rating, 22nd in red zone defense, 21st in sacks allowed, and 28th in yards per pass attempt. And they've been outgained in all three games they've played so far this season. And then you have the Rams, who are at one and two, a polar opposite record-wise of what the Colts are, but yet this game is a pick em. And the Colts are at home. I think that kind of tells you something. The Rams have actually been playing pretty well. If you look at what they've done as far as this young secondary, it's ranked sixth in the league in defensive passer rating. On offense, they're ninth in third down conversion percentage and ninth in yards per pass attempt. The Colts are 2-12-1 against the spread the last 15 games that they are coming off of consecutive straight up and against the spread victories. And Sean McVay, 5-0 and against the spread in his career when facing teams coming off of a straight up and against the spread win as an underdog. So I think these trends, these records of both teams, it all kind of paints the picture that the Colts are being a little bit overvalued here because of their record. It's kind of like the Minnesota Vikings and the, and the uh, New York Giants last season. Their records don't match their metrics. And I think that's the case here for the Indianapolis Colts. If you look at their stats, they don't really spell out to a 2-1 and one team. So I'll take the Rams here and a pick them. When I crunch all my numbers, I actually make the Rams a three-point favorite in this contest. You talked about the Rams on Monday night. Well, you talked about them in the season being ranked in the 20s in the league as far as third down. Monday night at Cincinnati, one for 11 uh, on third down. So just could not handle that pressure uh, that uh, Lou Anarumo was uh, throwing at him. And they go from Rams go from playing a desperate team in Cincinnati, desperate enough where Joe Burrow should not have played under normal circumstances. But that's Joe Burrow. I'm sure he convinced the doctors and everybody else, no, he, they needed to play. And he got out there and gutted it, could not throw the ball downfield. Versus a team that, you know, low expectations this year, perhaps fat and happy in the Indianapolis Colts uh, after that big victory on the road against uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. All right, Brady, we're looking at a teaser for your last pick this week, and we look at another divisional game in the AFC North. Cleveland at home, two and a half against Baltimore, and then Pittsburgh uh, again on the road after their uh, win at Las Vegas. Now they go to Houston. They're two and a half as well, uh, looking to uh, tease over those hot numbers of three and seven. Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy. Uh, my numbers, uh, I'll start with the Ravens. My numbers in this game uh, came to Browns minus three, Browns minus one and a half, and Ravens minus one. So all that tells me that this is going to be a close game. And that typically seems to be the case when you get the meetings between these AFC North Division rivals. I don't think either one of these teams in this contest, the Ravens or the Browns, is really built to run away from the other squad. It also looks like the offensive 
offensive line is getting much healthier for Baltimore. Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum uh, were at practice on Wednesday. Now I hope that Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr., at least one of the two, will be in the lineup for the Ravens offense. This will also be the best team the Browns has faced so far. Uh, they handled Joe Burrow, a beat-up Joe Burrow in Cincinnati in week one in some bad weather. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game that they should have uh, won, and then they beat up on a very poor Tennessee team. This is certainly the best offense they have faced all year as well. Uh, they'll be facing a mobile quarterback for the first time this year as well, and that could cut down on some of the Cleveland sacks that this defense has been able to get. I, I really think this is a field goal game either way, Jimmy, so I'll take that very generous eight and a half points here with the Ravens. You know, the Ravens in some books are still getting three points. I don't know if that's a play. I, again, it feels like it's going to land on two, three, four, something like that. So I love taking it all the way to eight and a half uh, in teaser form here. And then couple it with the Texans and, and kind of the same for the Pittsburgh Steelers here as uh, far as the Ravens and the Browns in that contest. I don't think the Steelers are built to run away from teams either. This offense is pretty awful. I, I mean, if you look at what they've done defensively, they scored 14 of the 26 points in their victory over the Cleveland Browns. They intercepted Jimmy Garoppolo last week three times and they still only won that game by five points uh the Steelers as far as some of their stats 22nd in yards per play 26th in third down conversion percentage 20th in yards per pass attempt and in those same categories the Houston Texans are 19th fourth and eighth CJ Stroud's been fantastic he's yet to throw an interception and he's completing over 70 percent of his passes now what I don't like about the Pittsburgh situation here is they went on the road last week, you mentioned it, and beat the Las Vegas Raiders outright as an underdog. And now we're sticking them into the role of road favorite. Again, with that anemic offense, I don't like to put them in that position of being a road favorite over just about anybody. I do worry a little bit about the beat-up offensive line for the Houston Texans facing the Pittsburgh Steelers' pass rush. If this line was three and a half in favor of Pittsburgh, maybe I'd play Houston straight up. But again, getting it to eight and a half, I feel much more comfortable in that regard. So I'll take the Ravens plus the eight and a half with the Texans plus the eight and a half and see if we can get that home. C.J. Stroud, now a little garbage time against the Colts uh, where he led the league in passing in week two. But last week, I mean, he destroyed my survivor pick because he was on. I mean, he was really dropping some dimes against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he'll be inconsistent right now, but uh, of the rookie quarterbacks, he's out the gates as strong as uh, anybody. And yeah, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas, well, I don't know what McDaniel's chart looked like, but, you know, my, my Pittsburgh and underplay, my chart said kick the field goal twice. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. it was that was. Uh, I could not believe he did it, but I was uh, I was very happy. All right, throwing your fastballs, got to go off speed. Come on, at Las Vegas golfers, your damn Twitter handicap. So thoughts on a Ryder Cup? Maybe a pick? Come on, Brady. Yeah, I'm glad you teed me up for that. I was going to throw in a little bonus uh, pick for you there, but. Uh, you know, I'm going against the country here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on the Europeans this week, and I've made three plays for the Ryder Cup. 
uh, rather than just take Europe at even money, maybe they're a slight favorite now, what have you, um, I, I changed it up a little bit and I took Europe to win by margin by a one to three points. And I got that at plus 375. So nearly four to one for Europe to win by one to three points, one, two, or three points over the United States side. Um, I think they have an advantage here as far as the home course, uh, the fans, they have much more experience at this course. And I think they're stronger at the top of their lineup with Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, and John Rahm. I also played top overall scorer on Rory McIlroy at plus 850. I really think he's built for a great Ryder Cup. You know, a lot of people compare this golf course, uh, Marco Simone, to Bay Hill and PGA National. Rory's won at both of those courses. Also, a little bulletin board material maybe from Wyndham Clark saying he thinks he's a better player than Rory McIlroy. We'll see if Rory uh, intends to feed him some humble pie. And then uh, for the top rookie score, I went with Max Homa. Uh, Homa has won at both TPC Potomac and Silverado, a couple of courses that people also compare to Marco Simone. So I got that one at uh, plus 325. You should be able to find it around three to one or so. Top rookie scorer on Homa, top overall scorer on Rory McIlroy and Europe to win by one to three points. In Vegas, you call it bonus. In South Louisiana, we call it lanyap. Lajay Le Bonto Roulette. Let's go. Get a little extra, little extra pick, a little bonus pick for the Ryder Cup. For Brady Cannon, I'm Jimmy Ott. Each and every week is NFL Best Bets here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.